0: Come on, give the Lord a hand. God is good. All the time. The devil's bad. All the time. Amen. I think Pastor Matt's been doing a great job at uh, preaching on and sharing with us fasting. Amen. Uh, By the way, turn around and smile at somebody. Man, it looks dangerous up here. (laughs) Amen. Amen. Thank you. You may be seated. I hope, uh, as the Pastor Pastor Matt preaches, that you're not going to leave your groceries at the store. You don't leave your prescription at the pharmacy. You've got to pick it up. Amen. And so, I believe when God gives your pastor a message, you really need to meditate on it. You know, God knew, God knew that you don't get it once in your head. It's got to get from your head to your heart. And the way to do that, the Bible says we meditate in his word day and night. Then we're like the tree planted. And then there's fruit. And then we prosper. Amen. And so let's make sure that uh, as Pastor Matt really seeks after the Lord and gets a word from God, would you please take advantage? Take advantage. Amen. Amen. Well, the Lord's been good. Uh, just want to I want to put Romans chapter 14 or 15, verse 4, uh, because this morning I want to share from the Old Testament a little while and then come into the New Testament. But this is an important verse to me. That such things were written in the Scriptures long ago to teach us, and the Scriptures give us hope and encouragement as we wait patiently. For God's promises to be fulfilled. It's so important. Some people are just, they've thrown away the Old Testament. Oh, that's old. No, 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 no. Do you realize Jesus, that's all he preached from? The apostles only preached from the Old Testament. They didn't have the New Testament. Amen? And so there's tremendous wealth in the Old Testament as well as the New So, as we talk about some of these things, especially about fasting, I want to go back into the Old Testament and just share some thoughts that I think are really important concerning fasting. Uh, In Joel chapter 2, Israel was in deep trouble, sin and backslidden condition, and it was really, really bad. But this is what the Bible says, a great judgment going to come on them. I mean, and, And it was getting worse. It wasn't getting better. But God said, even now, turn ye to me with all your heart. Everybody say heart. Heart. And with fasting. You know, (laughs) Jeremiah said, when you seek me with all of your heart, I will be found of you. It's a heart situation. I believe that we've got to realize that when it comes right down to it, this is about the heart and faith. Amen? It's got to be something that's deep down. in the, You just can't be doing something and, and repeating things like a parrot or just doing something because everybody else is doing it. I believe there's got to be something in the heart, a work done in the heart. Amen? Now, when, how long, and the objectives, that's God's choice. Amen? And so I just said, wow, this is now. In Isaiah 50, I like Isaiah 58 because it really deals, really <clears throat> intently with fasting. Now, the first part of uh, Isaiah 58, you know, <laughs> the children were fasting and praying, but for the wrong motive. They were getting nowhere. They couldn't figure out why. You know, I, I wrote something down because I thought it was so good. A right act may be robbed of its value when done with the wrong attitude. Now, I don't know about you, but I think about it in my marriage. I mean, I can do something nice, but if my attitude stinks, somehow it doesn't go over good. Anybody home? Anybody married in here? <laughs> and I see this so many times we can do. Parents can do the right thing, but they have a bad attitude. You know, I wish that the children would just listen to what we say and not do what we do. I, I wish they didn't pick up, you know. That part of us, amen, that attitude, but every seed is springing forth after its kind. See, God doesn't seem to be as concerned with what we do as so much why we do it. Amen? And so uh, I just want to pull out some examples from, from the Old Testament. I want to talk about deliverance because there are, there are three reasons that I see in the Scriptures. Well, four, but I want to talk about three. Deliverance. Direction and protection. Now, in the book of uh, uh, Jonah, and everybody knows about Jonah. It's really interesting, but I like it because it it says so much. Jonah goes to Nineveh. He has a word from the Lord. uh, In 40 days, you're going to be destroyed. And the Bible says the people believed him. And they proclaimed the fact, even the king, even the king. Went down with sackcloth and ashes, and he declared nobody's going to eat or drink anything. And I like what he said, because he said when he, after he did that, he says, Who can tell if God will turn from his fierce anger? And the Bible said God saw their works because they turned from their... And the Bible said they were delivered. Boo. So deliver, and you know, we did. I don't know about you, but there's different times in my life I needed deliverance. You know, sometimes, this is what they say, Yonki Cho, when people go with a problem, he'll say, go to the mountain, three days, get in a cave, don't eat anything for three days. <laughs> that was his answer. You know, hey, let's go to this council. No, 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 you go and get before God and pray. And pray. See, one thing about fasting that I love, And I think it's the most important thing is the heart, of course. But the second thing I think is important is fasting with the right motive and attitude creates an atmosphere for God to show up. Whether it's in your personal life, whether it's in your marriage, I don't care if it's with your family or it's in the city. It just creates this tremendous attitude and atmosphere for God to show up. I don't know about you, but whenever he shows up, I look for miracles. Uh, You know, I could expect anything could happen when he shows up. So I want, personally, to create this atmosphere in my life, my home, my marriage, where God feels really good about showing up. Amen? And then direction. This is really good. Of course, we've heard these things preached over the years, but let me just remind you what Paul said. Paul said, for me to say the same thing isn't grievous for me. But for you, it is safe. There's nothing wrong with hearing a message several times. Are you hearing me now? Some people say, well, I heard that before. But did you get it? Maybe the reason you're hearing it again is God said you didn't get it the first time. I'm going to try to get it into that thick skull of yours. So here it goes again. Amen. So here's Jehoshaphat, and you know the story. He's outnumbered, but he, he, his Bible said he begins to seek the Lord, and he proclaims a fast. And the Bible says men, women, children, and their little ones. I mean, this got to be babies. I mean, they really went on their face before God. And, of course, you know the story. God showed up. You know, in the beginning, when we started our ministry, Brother Harry wanted us to come and, and hold some Uh, Bible studies in his house and you know I couldn't even preach I I mean I would testify for about a minute or two and then I ran out of words and so I said hi Mike I can't do that brother Harry I there's no way that I am capable of doing that and so my wife and I went to the farm and began to fast 10 days just water and the eighth day God spoke and said go ahead I, we needed direction real bad. I mean, I was I was scared to even when I started. I was scared half to death. But I said, Lord, if you set his time, then you're going to have to do something. And He did. Amen. Amen. And so we need, if we need deliverance, if we need direction. Now here's one protection. Now we all know the story of Esther, but and how that uh, Haman, this wicked man, was uh, had had made got the king to make laws that they would destroy the Jews. You don't know the story. But what's really interesting is she sent to the elders and, the, and her people and said, pray and fast three days, night and day, for me. For me. Not to be saved, but for me. Why? Because she was getting ready to go in front of the king uninvited unsolicited it wasn't it was going to be a very it was see I can't understand things like that back in those days I mean if you showed up and the king didn't invite you you were dead I mean I you know we we live in America so we have no idea and so this woman she's getting ready to lay her life on the line if I perish I perish and so would you pray and fast sometimes we need to pray and fast because we need protection now some of you probably don't but it's all right I do So we see under the Old Testament that there was prayers of prayer and fasting for deliverance, for direction, protection. And this is on the Old Covenant. Under the Old Covenant. We have a new covenant, better promises, established on on, on better promise. And it's a greater high priest. So if it worked then, it's got got to doubly work today. I mean, that's just the way, as I read the scriptures, that's what I see. So it's just the same. Except I think we can double up on it in the New Testament. Could we have a better covenant with a greater high priest? Amen. And so I don't know about you, but let's, let's turn real quick to Isaiah 58. This is such a tremendous book. And, uh, and uh, talking about fasting, it's so good. Um, I really like. Uh, and as the beginning, it talks about uh, you. You're praying, you're fasting every day, and why? Why isn't God here? Because you're doing it for the wrong motive. You wanna, you wanna win arguments. You wanna do that. You'd like to see somebody not go to hell, but barbecue for f- ten days. He said, I, "I can't hear that kind of stuff." And then I'd like check. Let's put on uh, <clears throat> verse six, if we can. I really like it. <clears throat> First of all, he said, this is not the fast that I've chosen that you afflict yourself and, and, be, and get religious. But his first six, he said, is not this the fast that I have chosen to loose the bands of wickedness, undo the heavy burdens, and to let the oppressed go free, listen, and that ye break every yoke. Now, one thing I really, really like, God's intention For fasting wasn't just for individuals. It can be. That's good. But I believe God wants us to go another step further, begin to pray and fast because we want to see others set free. We want to see others, the bands of wickedness broken and their yokes of bondage broken. Amen? See, I really believe this is really in Pastor Matt's heart concerning the O.C., I mean, I believe he really wants to see God move. It's it's, it's wonderful to be able to clothe people, help people. We understand that. But I believe there's something much greater. And we see it in this verse because we want to see God move in a special way. Amen? Now, in verse 7. Now, I believe that the first part is a great verse. I mean, verse 6. That's good. But notice verse 7. This is... Could I say this is a a further revelation of what fasting is? Because if you, in verse 6, the word fast actually means to cover over the mouth. It has to do with eating, that you stop satisfying yourself. But then I like it because he's thinking about others. He said it's just not you. Stop satisfying yourself. But now this is going to be something else that you do for other people. Second greatest commandment. Love others as you love yourself. This is amazing. And so I thought, wow, wow, this is good. But listen to verse 7. Is it not to deal thy bread to the hungry? I believe that this is part of what's in heart, the heart of Pastor Matt. He wants to share the bread of life with folks. And his name is Jesus. I really believe that. And then it goes on to say, he said, not only the bread. And he said, bring the poor into your house. We want to see people get saved and get in the body of Christ. Amen. I mean, this is amazing. And that, that, that those that are cast out, bring them into your home. Get them in the get them in the church. And listen, when you see the naked clothes, you know, part of the church. I feel part of the church is is uh, not. I don't like to use the word duty, but responsibility is teaching people to live right so they can be clothed in the robe of righteousness. Now the Bible said we understand the blood of Jesus cleanses, but. In the book of Revelation it talks about there are there are saints that are clothed with white robes, which is the righteousness of the saints. There's a righteousness imputed to pride God, I understand that. But then there's another righteousness that we can be pleasing in God's sight. And part of the part of the fasting that God said, Hey, I'd like to make sure that people are clothed. They're not naked when we stand before the Lord. Amen. And then that now that thou hide not thyself from thy own flesh. You know, I think it's important. As we look out, we've we, we got to consider the body of Christ. And, you know, I thank God for the folks that went out from this house and we, we, we were able to help them and, and financially and other ways. It's, it's great. This, this is another dimension of fasting that I never really thought about. You know, one of the reasons that we support the uh, Salvation Army, American Rescue Mission, because we, we just want to just keep reaching out. You know, it's not just for ourselves, but we want to be able to reach out to other people. And, you know, some of the things that are going on because we were just part of helping these organizations that God has placed in this land. Thank God. Thank God. Now, look at the blessings. This is really amazing. Yeah. Eight and nine. Listen to this. Then shall thy light break forth as the morning. Thy health shall spring forth speedily. I don't know about you, but that sounds good to me in this pandemic. Amen. So a lot of times, you know, I I love some of these blessings. This is amazing. And your health shall spring forth speedily, and thy righteousness shall go before thee. The glory of the Lord shall be thy reward, it says in the King James. But it's going to follow you. It's not just enough to be rewarded. I like the idea that God's reward is going to follow me. And it's going to affect my children. And my children's children. Listen. Listen. Thou shalt call. And the Lord will answer. Thou shalt cry. And he shall say, here am I. Now listen to this. This is another, a little bit of instruction. Because sometimes we can nullify some of the stuff we do. If we don't do everything right. Listen to this. Listen. If thou take away from thy midst the yoke. The yoke is always speaking of putting people in bondage. You know, I thought about that. I, I, I think about husbands who put such demands on their wives. The wives are in bondage. Then there's wives. Uh, uh, you know, somehow the wives are able to kind of, next thing you know, the guy's, he's in bondage. It's wrong. You can't do that. You shouldn't really try to put great expectations on folks that they don't need. Amen? Sometimes we put expectations on our children. And, come on. The Bible says don't do that because you're going to miss it. I'm so glad that this is so exciting that you're just uh, putting forth of the finger. Anybody home? One translation says in scorn against God and others. You can't be looking down your nose at everybody. In fact, you can't be doing that to Anybody. You know, I'm, I'm a good guy. I, you know, I, I don't do that except Joe Blow. Now, that guy, I'm careful, careful. Don't nullify what God is able to do through your fasting from your heart and faith. Amen. And then it goes on to say, and speaking vanity. The word vanity means harsh. It means false, unjust, even wicked speaking. You know. That's one of the reasons we've really, really been hard when it comes right down to gossip, murmuring, complaining, passing rumors, whispering. Why? Because it's going to nullify so much of good stuff that God wants to do in your life. I mean, Israel. I mean, think about it. They've got to murmur and complain. Next thing you know, they're spending the rest of their life in the wilderness, 20 years and upward, and all they have to look forward to is funeral funeral services that's horrible that's horrible i don't i don't like that idea hey all you got to do for 40 years and look forward when is your funeral coming up how are you going to do your funeral i don't know about you but that doesn't seem exciting to me but <laughs> woo praise god you know just before i go into the new testament i i when i read the book of daniel <clears throat> Especially chapter ten, I think it is that um, all of a sudden we see here's here's Daniel. He's praying, fasting, uh, for the right reason, a good atmosphere. But the Bible said it included warfare. It means he started to pray, and for twenty one days he's praying, not seeing nothing. I don't even think he felt much, except being hungry. But the Bible says when the angel showed up. He said, "From the moment you started praying, Daniel, I was sent from the presence of God." But there was a, this demonic atmosphere here, and I had to wrestle with the Prince of Persia, and I've still been wrestling, but Michael came, Micah came, the, the angel, and he took over, and I'm here. Now I've got to go back because the Prince of Persia's coming. See, I don't think we understand that, there's, that we're a spirit, we're, there's, there's a warfare in the spirit. Amen? But God's given us just a little bit of light on the subject here. Prayer and fasting really helps defeat the plans of the enemy. It releases God to give us an answer. But then at the same time, it paralyzes the plans of the enemy, reverses the enemy's plans. I don't know about you, but that gets exciting to me. Amen? Amen. Yeah. <clears throat> So that we, we see that, that fasting, done right, from the heart in faith, the, it's part of our spiritual weaponry. Come on, moms and dads, sometimes you need, to, you need to do some warfare over your kids. Come on now. Sometimes you have to do warfare over your marriage. I don't know what it is, but whatever it is, praying and fasting creates this wonderful atmosphere for God to show up, especially when it's from your heart. So we pray and fast and be patient, and God sends his angels to do warfare. I don't know about you, but I like the idea that God's working on my kids. And now it's the grandkids. And now, could you believe this, Brother Terry? Great, great, great. It doesn't seem possible. <laughs> grandchildren are one thing, you know, you're a little bit. But now great-grandchildren, you've got to be kidding. But anyway, praise God. Okay, let's go to the New Testament real real quick because uh, I want to close with this. I don't know where I am here. Okay. Amen. God's been so good. Uh, Let me just go to Acts chapter 13 and verse 2 if we can. Acts chapter 13, verse 2. This is speaking of the disciples. They are speaking of the disciples. The, the disciples had ministered to the Lord and fasted. And the Holy Ghost said, separate me, Barnabas and Saul, for the work wherein I have called them. I believe in the New Testament. When Jesus was confronted with the disciples of John and said, listen... Jesus, why isn't your disciples, why aren't they fasting like the Pharisees and like the disciples of John? And Jesus said, well, how can they mourn when I'm here? Then he, then he said something very interesting. He said, don't take an old piece of cloth and put it on a new garment because it's, it's going to tear. You don't put old wine in new bottles. It, it doesn't work. Whew. I think he was saying something beyond just fasting, He was trying to tell us that in the Old Testament, there were ways of fasting. It was good, but I'm going to initiate something new concerning fasting, and it's going to be worship. Worship. Fasting was ministering to the worship, part of worship, ministering to the Lord. And as they did, God shows up. You know, whenever we please God, God seems to show up, and when he does, things happen. We go, wow, that was good. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Not because we deserved it. But because our heart was just to minister to the Lord. Lord, all we want to do is minister to you. Release you to do everything you want to do. Whether it's in my personal life, whether it's in my marriage, and whether it's kids. I, I want you to have your, and so you minister to the Lord. You know, there was a brother that, he said, uh, he, he never really did extra long fast, But he said, I live a fasting life. And he would fast. Two days a week. Now, God, when you read what this man did in the Lord, it was incredible. Miracles, signs, it's a miracle. But he said, I live a fasting life. Really, what he was doing, he lived a worshipful life. He was willing to deny himself and give himself to the Lord in worship in his fasting. He had such a relationship. You know, when you do some of these things that just please the Lord... Not because you need deliverance or you need direction or you need protection, but just you want to do something for the Lord. You know, little Anna, we read about it this in the in the in the book of Luke. Anna was that little woman that had lost her husband for, for many years, and she, she abided in the temple praying and fasting, serving the Lord. Now, you know, and but she got to see God's salvation. I mean, how many people really, and not just to see this, but know it. She saw it and knew it. Some people saw Jesus walking along they had no idea. But this woman, in her lifestyle of just serving with fasting as well as prayer, God showed her his salvation. This is amazing. But it was a form of worship. It wasn't just she wasn't trying to get anything. She wasn't trying to impress God in that way. She just said, I just love the Lord. I just like to. And God was so pleased with that kind of an attitude. It created such an atmosphere that the Lord said, you know, I want her to see my salvation before she goes. Simeon was the same way. And so, here are people fasting and praying. I, I like what someone said, so I wrote it down, because as the, as the disciples minister to the Lord, God spoke, and that's good. Listen, fasting is divinely appointment to exercise, and it strengthens the inner man. Fasting... Done the way the Bible says, with your, with your all your heart and the right hand in faith. Listen, you are exercising the spirit man, the inner man. You're strengthening what's inside, the spirit man. And, uh, you know, I know you don't really want to shout a lot because the spirit man, what's that mean? Now, money in my pocket, I understand. it. You know, food on the table, I understand. it. But my spiritual man, my inner man? Yeah, the one that hears from God. The one that sees what God's doing, the one that has a heart that understands God, perceives God. I mean, when you have that in your life, you are the richest person in the world to know God. I mean, inside, I mean, so anyway, I I thought to myself, well, wow, I think so every now and then I think it's good. That we just do this divinely appointed exercise so the spirit man is blessed. Let let the old flesh every now and then get a little taste of getting hungry. (laughs) Amen. Well, Pastor and Master, never going to have any problem getting you folks to pray and fast after this message. That's great. Praise God. Hallelujah. Father, we want to thank you for the precious blood of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for revealing your word to us and giving us some of these wonderful things that we would not ordinarily have except for you. And fasting has been one of those wonderful tools that you've given us. I mean, to minister to ourselves, to other people, and even to minister to you. Lord, we thank you. We love you. We ask you to have your way in our lives. Lord, right now the nation is in crisis, but, Lord, we just want to wait on you, seek your face, because, Lord, you've got some wonderful things. Some people are going to need answers. Some people are going to need deliverance. Some people are going to need protection. Whatever it is, Lord, we thank you for the key, one of the keys that you've given us. We've been able to share it this morning in Jesus' name. And all the people said...